1: Here <laughs>
0: Hello, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. If you watch on YouTube, of course, please hit the like button and the subscribe button to help get the show out there. If you're listening to an audio form, it can be found anywhere you listen to your podcast. Please follow it and give it a review and a uh, hopefully a four or five star rating on iTunes or Apple again, wherever you listen to your podcast, if you can like and review it and follow it, please do so. Um... This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up and Media Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com, check out all the blogs, podcasts, anything media-related, anything out there, there is something for everybody there. So go check that out. And this podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and it's back to the basics, books, and drills. Coach Stone promises you will never have to look up another drill again, and he lives by that. So if you go to CoachStoneFootball.com for all you football coaches, no matter what level, click on uh, Back to the Basics Drill Manuals, there is something out there for everybody. You will never have to look up another drill again. So we're going to talk some more college football. Um, You know, We're going to have to continue to talk about it. Things continue to happen. we have different topics. One thing to talk about is, and we will continue to talk about because I don't think it will ever go away, is Lincoln Riley and Oklahoma. It will never, ever go away. Why? Because they're never going to get over each other. Lincoln Riley's trying to buy an expensive house with like 15 fire pits, Um, being in the warm sun, being in California, paying triple in taxes, all that stuff. He will slowly get over Oklahoma. But they've accomplished a lot together, and this is one of those breakups I don't think either side will get rid of or get over. I think Oklahoma fans have gotten over it a little more because we've already talked about the love letter that Lincoln Riley wrote to Oklahoma, which was nice. It just happened too late. You know, the way he left, that was part of the reason. Um, If he never would have said, hey, I'm not going to be the head coach at LSU and blah, blah, blah. I do think there are things he regrets on how he left, how quickly he left. What he said, I honestly think he was just excited because USC is that blue blood, even though they're red type of program where when they are good, college football is good. Not saying college football isn't good. You know, when Alabama and Clemson, and all of them are doing their thing. But college football feels more complete when you've got certain teams winning, and then you get those teams in that aren't win- that don't normally win as much. People love the Cincinnati story. People love Boise State story. Um, different teams that surprise you and win. And but it's always good when you see USC's and Oklahomas and Texas, Alabama, Clemson, everybody except for Ohio State when they win. College football just seems more complete. Well, all the teams are getting through their spring games, and that's also what was talked about to bring this up. Um, But we will never probably stop talking about Lincoln-Riley and Oklahoma. We will talk about it through the offseason. I'm sure we're going to talk about it during the season because anything that Oklahoma does— is going to get compared to Lincoln-Riley what USC's done, and vice versa, but more from Oklahoma compared to Lincoln-Riley and USC. Now, is it necessarily going to come from Oklahoma fans? Some, but a lot of them are going to get over because they have a great hire in Coach Brent Venables, who coached there before, was coaching a national championship there with Oklahoma, has won a couple national titles at Clemson, has proven he can build a dominant defense. It's been around... Coach Stoops, Oklahoma, so he got to see how to do things there. Then got to be around Dabo Sweeney and learn how to build a program and you know start from the bottom and be a part of that. So they did hire a great coach. Um, You know, the spring games came along, so we got to see first look at USC and Oklahoma. And this is where after Lincoln Riley's letter to them, then this comes about, and we continue to talk about them, Um, and then continue to talk about Lincoln Riley because he has made comments about the transfer portal before. But then uses it himself. Some Oklahoma players came. Um, He claims that Oklahoma. Or he didn't steal players from Oklahoma. He stole them from the transfer portal. And all this stuff. And that's just him playing fun with the media. Because we know how media works. But comments about the transfer portal. And he uses it. I see nothing wrong with it. Because he hasn't broken any rules. Because there are no rules. We've already talked about it on here before. It's the Wild Wild West. With name image likeness. And the transfer portal. Um, so Lincoln Riley, that's another reason why he's been brought up. So we could also look at what's been said by Lincoln Riley from the LA Times. Um, Lincoln Riley is an altering transfer portal recruiting that irked Pat Narduzzi. Um, since he was first handed the reins of the USC roster and in desperate need of a rebuild, Lincoln Riley was clear about his intentions regarding the NCAA transfer portal. He planned to use it vigorously, um, churning over nearly half the program Uh, by mining the portal like arguably no coach has before. I say we're open for business on all accounts, he declared in December. Um, He has essentially cornered the transfer uh, market since reeling in 15 new USC players, including two in the past week alone. This article was written on, on April 30th. But Riley's aggressive approach amid the change marketplace has also ruffled feathers. First across the state of Oklahoma and now in western Pennsylvania, where well, the potential transfer of college football's top receiver has sparked accusations of tampering. So, Lincoln Riley, this is why this is why he gets getting talked about. Jordan Addison had yet to enter the portal when ESPN reported Friday night that an All American receiver was mulling the possibility of leaving Pittsburgh for USC. The scenario was apparently dire enough to Pittsburgh coach Pat Narduzzi. That he called Riley multiple times Friday to express his discontent. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh officials told ESPN and The Atlantic that they suspected USC had tampered with their star receiver. USC officials wouldn't comment on the accusations. Addison has until Sunday to decide whether he'll officially enter the transfer portal. If he does, the intrigue surrounding USC's likely pursuit of top receiver is sure to deepen further. The initial connection between Addison and USC, according to a person familiar with the situation, Not authorized to speak publicly about it stems from a prior relationship with Caleb Williams, the Trojans' new quarterback, who also hails from Washington, D.C. area. It's not uncommon for other college football players to try and convince other people to transfer. That on its face doesn't constitute tampering. Similar accusations from fans across Oklahoma followed Williams on his way to USC. Now here's where we talk about Lincoln Riley and the transfer portal, and he's like, I didn't take anybody from the transfer portal, or Oklahoma took from to the transfer portal. The sophomore quarterback entered the transfer portal a month after Riley left Oklahoma, only to join Riley at USC a month after that. Two other sooner soon followed, leaving many in the state upset with Riley's transfer recruiting tactics. We didn't take players from Oklahoma, we took players from the transfer portal. Riley said in February on a radio interview with Colin Coward, uh, rankling fans even further. Once a player gets in a portal... Um, and they are open to any school in the country, we would be crazy to not look at it and how to help our football team. If he does enter the portal, there are a few receivers in the nation capable of aiding offense more than Addison. As a sophomore, he caught 100 passes for almost 1,600 yards in the nation leading 17 touchdowns on his way to winning um, the Bill Kinoff Award, which is given annual to the nation's top wideout. So it just continues on and on. Uh, We'll talk about the scholarships because if you watch the spring game, and we'll talk about their scholarship things. Um, so Lincoln Riley is now being and USC being accused of tampering. This is what we talked about before the transfer portal. We don't need to continue to go down that road. These are the type of things I was talking about when you open up the transfer portal. It's wild, wild west. Coaches then might start talking to players and say, if you enter the transfer portal, you're going to come here. Now, that is that is tampering. That has to go on with recruiting because with recruiting rules, this has to fall into that. So I'm sure these are rules already in place. But again, what's to stop a coach from talking to a player and not directly saying, hey, to get this guy here would be awesome. And I'm not saying Lincoln Riley did this because, again, I would love to have Lincoln Riley on podcast. But things... Um, that had to be think thought about is if a player just does it out of their own that's not tampering that's just players texting each other calling each other their friends saying hey come over here and play blah 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 but this is what's leading to a quote unquote free agency type market where I enter the transfer portal just go to USC enter the transfer portal just go here but again we talked about in the last podcast we talked about the statistics of players in the transfer portal there's still a lot of people out there without scholarships how is this going to work how is this going to look and everything else so, again, a wild, wild west. There's nothing else to describe the transfer portal, name, image, likeness, all that stuff. So Lincoln Riley is now being talked about as being, you know, meddling in with getting people to come there. And that's what was talked about when he left Oklahoma because all of a sudden Caleb Williams went, went with him. Now, the other side is he rec- Lincoln Riley recruited there, got him there. You know, when a coach leaves, again, I talked about when a coach leaves, you should be able to leave if you want, if your coach leaves. And I feel like that's the only time you should be able to transfer. I should. I don't think you should be able to transfer just because you're not playing that much. I think there needs to be a rule of if your head coach leaves or something like that, you are allowed to transfer. But, you know, it is what it is. it's there's, there's no rules. It's so only can Riley. You know, he's been talked about that. Um, that's why this breakup between him and Oklahoma – has gone sour because of the way he left, the way he left, what he said, everything else. And then he takes players with him. And then players also left later. So it's just this trickle effect of fans that have been loyal to Oklahoma for a long time. It is a football town. It's a football state, actually, because I don't believe there's any uh, pro teams in Oklahoma. So Oklahoma Sooners and everything else, That this is it. This is what they have. Um, you know, like in Illinois where you've got NBA team, a hockey team, you got two baseball teams, you got a football team, and then you got tons of colleges around. Like it's different, Oklahoma. You don't have that. So Oklahoma Sooners and Oklahoma State and everything else. That's what you have. Um, Besides Oklahoma City Thunder and all that stuff. But I mean, really, it's a football place. And and then the bad breakup. Um, But both have had their spring games. And. I watched um, both, not all the way through, but you watch at the beginning where it's very competitive. Before we actually talk about um, the team itself, the thing that sparked this again between lincoln Riley versus Oklahoma or lincoln Riley versus Brent Venables was the crowd attendance. And this became a huge talking point. So if you're watching the video... We're, I'm going to show you a picture of USC's. Um, we're going to show a picture of USC's fans. So as you can see, they show one side of the bleachers and there's fans. Now there's probably a couple hundred. Now what they don't show you in this picture is on the other side of the stadium. It has probably the same amount. But as you can see in this, you know, in the Coliseum, there are thousands of seats. Not filled there is not a lot of people at this game whatsoever um whether that's embarrassing whether that's because it's just a spring game anything else but this is what has sparked the conversation again between lincoln rye oklahoma usc oklahoma there's not a huge amount of people compared to what the seed is and what usc i guess should be here and that's what this picture talked about like i said there's got to be a few hundred people i would say here um So you got that picture and you're watching the video, and that's the only way I could best way to describe it is, you got the one side of you know the arena, and you got now they're spread out though. There are seats, you know, people are sitting in one row, maybe the next row, and then there's a row empty and everything else. So there are just tons and tons and tons of seats not filled. Now let's look at Oklahoma's. You guys watching the video now? We're going to look at Oklahoma's seating. Anybody that is. Just having the audio, just going to have to do this. The picture of the spring game of Oklahoma, it looks sold out. I hardly see an empty seat at all. And when you watch the the actual spring game, if you go look it up and watch it, and they show the aerial view, it literally looks like a Saturday game. Now, a couple things. One, this is why I love college football because of stuff like this. But two, everybody showed up to the spring game. Everybody. Like, it looks completely sold out, whether they paid to come in or if it was free. Most, you know, like, I know a lot of spring games are usually free. So this is free. This is why people went. But if USC was free, you would think people would go. But this is awesome to see for Oklahoma, especially when you have a new head coach, a new system coming in. But this is what I'm talking about. It's completely sold out. Completely. Like, there's not an empty seat um, left. So a couple things that you have to think about did Oklahoma fans all purposely go because they wanted to make a point to Lincoln Riley that they're over it? Or are they overcompensating, like, we're going to go to the spring game and make the spring game a huge thing? which spring games are huge. Um, Like I said, I had the great opportunity to talk to uh, Coach Miller, the offensive line coach at U of I, and we talked a little about what's going to happen in the spring and the importance of spring. There is importance for it in college football, and... So there's a lot of importance to see. I was I'm excited. I was excited about Illinois in their spring game to kind of see. You get to see what the team looks like, whether you've had the same coaches for a long time. You still to see what it is, but it's even more exciting when things change. Like Illinois had a new offensive coordinator. Um, They're switching some things up, so it's excited to see that. So for USC and Oklahoma, it's exciting because you have new coaches, new staff, new everything. So did Oklahoma fans go just try to overcompensate to say like, oh, we're over you, Lincoln, Riley. Look, we're all going to go and support this. I also think everybody went to Oklahoma because, again, what else do they have? No offense to them. Like, that's huge. Oklahoma is a great football school. That's what they have. And I think they just love football. Like, certain states just love football. Texas loves their football. You know, Alabama loves their football. Georgia loves their football. Oklahoma loves their football. So that's what they have. I also think they are that pumped up for Coach Venables. I'm pumped up for Coach Venables. I'm not a huge Oklahoma person. You know, Lincoln Riley's offense is great to watch, and I watch it. Um, I love watching Coach Venables' defense with Clemson. The way he coaches, you watch the spring game, he is, like, getting everybody, this huge crowd on the field, getting them pumped up and excited. He's an excitable person, loves it. I honestly think they're just excited. To bring a guy that was there, that understands Oklahoma, championship coach, the stuff that he said the energy he's bringing they just love it and so i think honestly they were just there to support that now USC's crowd couple things i think one it's california it's a spring game it's usc So they probably are like, USC's got bigger better things to worry about. They're going to worry about winning games the regular season. I think that was a part of it. The other part of it is, that Coliseum's got to fit more people than Oklahoma's, right? So even though there wasn't that many people there, it's a spring game. Who knows when spring breaks are? Um, Maybe people are doing something else. Is there restrictions on things? Over there still, I have no idea. I do think a part of it is they just have, quote unquote, bigger and better things to worry about. They want to win in the regular season. That's kind of why they don't go. And maybe because USC has not been good over the past few years. They have not been anything to talk about. So that could be another reason why, we're like, well, I mean, Oklahoma's been good. So that's what's going to happen when they show up. It's not like Lincoln Riley was fired because he was doing a terrible job and, you know, and then Oklahoma's not excited for football. USC has not been good. So this could just be, well, we're not good. Is Lincoln Riley really going to change it? But I am a little concerned a little bit with that crowd because with the electricity around Coach Venables at Oklahoma and that crowd showing up for them, you would think there would be that huge amount of excitement for Lincoln Riley who has coached multiple Heisman Trophy winners, has won a lot of football games, he has a dynamic offense. You would think that. Now, is this a huge, huge thing to worry about for USC? No, you cannot base things on this, but this was the big target of conversation between everything, and this is something we are going to continue to talk about into the offseason and into the season. If Oklahoma loses a game, especially if USC loses a couple games, the Oklahoma stuff's going to come out of will work, especially if Oklahoma is winning. This is not something to be overly concerned about, but I would like to see more. I would have loved to see more people at the USC's game because it would have been more exciting. You should be excited to have Lincoln Riley, this offensive guy who's going to come in and try to change some things. He brought some of that Oklahoma staff with him, if not all of them, over. Um, now watching the games, Oklahoma looked good. Uh, They run a very, very fast, up-tempo, pace offense. Um, Their defense looks exactly what you would imagine a Brent Venable's offense going to look like. It was multiple. They had four down linemen, three down linemen. Man offense and stuff like that, blitzes. and uh, So the defense, if you just want to know exactly what Coach Venable's defense is going to look like, similar. They're going to make some tweaks, obviously, from hiring different defensive guys. Just watch some Clemson film. It's going to look exactly the same. Offensively, they still have dynamic receivers. Offensive line is still big. Um, I don't think you're going to see as much like GT stuff. You're going to see more zone RPOs. Um, Lincoln Riley loves to do GT RPOs and run bash and everything like that. So watching the spring game, I think you're going to, you know, they're not going to show you everything, but you're going to see play action, zone play actions off of this. They're going to run wing formations. They're going to be very, very fast, just like Lincoln Riley. So the type of offense that's going to be there was already similar kind of to what Lincoln Riley had. So because of that, Oklahoma's going to be okay. I see them being okay. And then Coach Venables, um, coaching at Clemson, who is recruiting like an SEC team, has beaten Alabama. He's going to understand the SEC type of thing when they get there. Um, So Oklahoma does look good. There is excitement. Um, Quarterback looked to throw a good football, even though they had like 30, 40-mile-an-hour wins. Um, So I'm not going to worry too much about Oklahoma. The question is, going to be quarterback play? Who's going to be quarterback? Because both your quarterbacks are now gone. You know, Spencer rather going to South Carolina. Williams going to USC. So there's going to be a quarterback battle, but they have receivers. The offensive line is big, and their defense looks very physical. Their linebackers are stout and stacked. Uh, so Oklahoma is going to look pretty good. USC looks exactly what you thought it would. The offense did not really change for what we saw Lincoln Riley do, do, what he does. You saw zone pin and pull stuff. You saw GT stuff. He wants to run the football. So he's gonna get into his two running backs. You know, I call him King and Queens, quarterback, and H back right next to him, and then like a pistol, the running back behind. You're gonna see all that. Wants to run the football, wants to run ISO insert stuff, zone insert stuff, and run his air rate stuff. They want to be, you know, fast paced, his quick signals that he took from Mike Leach and his air rate stuff. So all that stuff, it looks the same. There are gonna be different tweaks. Caleb Williams looked good. The defense is running what Alex Grinch wants. They're going to be mainly three down linemen, but they are going to walk guys up to give you that four man front. He's going to move at the snap, and before the snap, they're going to stem or prowl or whatever you guys want to call it. So it's Oklahoma football that we saw last year, and I think the year before, with Alex Grinch. I can't remember how long he was there. And bring it there, that's what it looks like. We're not going to see much different stuff like that. Um, There will be tweaks. There will be different things that they could do. Because it's not like... Lincoln Riley didn't have athletes at Oklahoma to try different things and do different things. So you're going to see that type of stuff. Um, But the thing that they talked about, which in this article was uh, addressed, was scholarship players. I believe um, they only had 60 or 65 scholarship players. So they have to go out and get about 15 to 20, 25 in that general range of scholarship players. Um, So they were light on their roster, which a little bit concerning for how long he's been there. And because of the early signing day, that's why coaches leave so early. That part's a little bit concerning, but I'm not going to worry 100% too much on Lincoln-Riley recruiting. Just hopefully he doesn't fall in love with that transfer portal because there may not be players there necessarily that you want to have there. We can't put all the stock into the transfer portal. We're going to have to tra- you know, recruit other ways. Um, so that those are the only parts about USC that I'm worried about. But with USC players as well. Oklahoma looked more dynamic with their receivers. They had a couple of good receivers. I know Jerry Rice's son, I believe, or nephew. I think it's his son, is on USC. So they have a couple guys there. But watching them run routes, Oklahoma looks fast and and stealthy over Oklahoma. And there's going to be bumps. I'm not. I I'd be shocked if USC went 12 and 0 this year. Like I think they're going to lose anywhere between two to four games somewhere in there. Um, and I think Oklahoma only loses in one or two, if that. Um, I think Oklahoma might have a better year again. They're both going to be in the same boat of, you know, new systems that these people have to learn. But Oklahoma's on a better side watching their offense looks similar. So they can keep it similar, they're going to be a little bit better. And Coach Venables just focusing on the defensive side. Um, they're they're going to be good. And there looks like, to me, a little bit more athleticism on Oklahoma's side. Now, USC will get there. Um, and it's just a spring game. So once we watch, you know, the very first game and you get highlights of practice right before that first game, we can judge it a little more and talk about it a little more. Um, but, again, they didn't have a full roster. That was part of USC's problem. And they had athletes, don't get me wrong, and they got a couple of running backs. The running backs for USC look, look pretty good. But they're going to have to really buy in that that Lincoln Riley wants to run the football. That, don't make no mistake. The air raid part of it is great. He wants to run the football. And they have some good receivers. It just looks to me at the time that Oklahoma's receivers are just faster. Doesn't ever seem they're better. They just looked a little quicker. So they got some growing pains they're gonna go through with USC's offense, learning Lincoln Riley's way because now they're coming into from an air raid type system that they had before with Graham there as offensive coordinator. Now with Lincoln Riley, they're still have the air raid component, but he does things differently. He and then he's gonna want to run the football um, and do different things, a lot more RPO stuff off of it. Not all play action. Um, Caleb Williams, he he moved outside the pocket and can run, and so he proved all that. Um, so USC, I think, will be a good team this year. They just got to fill up some of that roster spot. Lincoln Rye is always going to get compared to Brent Venables in Oklahoma and vice versa. But Lincoln Rye has got to be careful with getting all these players that get into the transfer point and immediately go to USC and tampering and everything. I'm not saying he is, but more stuff that gets written about it, the more people are going to start believing it because we know how the media works. So he's got to be careful with that. Um, I think he just needs to leave Oklahoma alone. You know, he could talk about maybe good times once a while, but I think they just have to stop. I think Oklahoma needs to stop worrying about Lincoln Riley. You've got a great coach in Venables. Things are going to go well there. You're going to be fine, Oklahoma. You're watching that spring game, we'll see how the year goes. You are going to be fine. Um Hit the like button, subscribe button to the YouTube channel. If you want bonus episodes and be a part of merch giveaways, um, Q&As, maybe be jumping on if, when we get guests on there, go to patreon.com slash coachsteveshow, and, and there's different tiers you could sign up for if you want to support the show. That's what's going to kind of gradually go to. So go do that. Um, like and subscribe to the free episodes on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio version, please follow it. Rate it. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Rate it on um, Apple. Um, and all that good stuff. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. And just like Lincoln Riley and USC, we are flying out of here. $50,000